98K News. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The observatory issues strong wind signal number three, but says the number eight signal is unlikely. The Secretary for the Environment says he hopes the waste disposal charging scheme will change attitudes towards rubbish. And the chairman of the inquiry into the MTR construction scandal raises doubts about a subcontractor's credibility. The observatory has issued typhoon signal number three, but says the number eight signal is unlikely. At noon, severe tropical storm U2 was about 380 kilometres southeast of Hong Kong, edging closer to east of Guangdong. Classes of kindergarten and schools for disabled children are suspended. A senior scientific officer, Chan Pak Wai, says people should stay away from the shorelines. Under the combined effect of the northeast monsoon and U2, the winds over the coast of Guangdong is expected to strengthen further this afternoon. Unless U2 takes on the track even closer to the Pearl River Delta, the chance of issuing number 8 gale to stormy signal is not high. As there as well, the observatory would like to remind the public to stay away from the shoreline and not to engage in water sports. The Secretary for the Environment has described the charging scheme for disposing of household rubbish as a locomotive that will lead the way in reducing waste and carbon emissions. Wong Kam Singh admitted Hong Kong has lagged behind its neighbours, such as Taiwan and Korea, in dealing with the problem. He said it now needs to catch up and that the priority should be education and publicity about that plan that will be submitted to LegCo on the 14th of this month. Mr Wong said he hopes this will change the public's behaviour when it comes to disposing of their garbage. The public education is the priority. So before the implementation of MSW charging, uh, we will reach out uh, for different means, for public education, for the community support, and also for uh, our ocean team to reach different uh, key stakeholders, uh, to communicate with them, uh, for them to understand the MSW charging, and also uh, to do more clean recycling. Certainly, we would have the um, resources uh, to be uh, adjusted to suit the uh, enforcement in the in future. But I think that in, in meanwhile, that the key should be placed on the publicity and education first. Paul Zimmerman from Designing Hong Kong says he doesn't expect there'll be major opposition from lawmakers to the plans for household waste disposal charges. Environmentalists have criticised the government for postponing the plan to the end of 2020, saying Hong Kong's landfills will reach saturation point by then. But Mr Zimmerman welcomed yesterday's announcement, saying the government indicated its plan had overcome major hurdles. The buildings didn't agree with the proposal that they would have to pay the gate fees and they prefer to be part of the system where the residents pay through special bags. So they had to make a significant adjustment to the scheme, and that's the delay. I think what we now, the announcement yesterday, is basically a positive one, where he's now saying we're now really ready. We believe we have the support in the community. We've ironed out the program, and uh, we now can go forward and get the legislation sorted out. So I think it's a positive announcement, and I think it's misrepresented by suggesting that there is another delay. The chairman of the independent inquiry looking into the MTR's shoddy construction scandal has questioned the manner in which a key subcontractor handled what he said was photographic evidence of wrongdoing, saying the way he stored them indicated he wasn't taking the matter as seriously as he claimed. Damon Pang reports. China Technologies Managing Director Jason Poon earlier told the inquiry that he had instructed his staff to take pictures if they saw anybody cutting reinforcement steel bars between 2015 and 2016. 
but he eventually only submitted a handful of photos to the inquiry, saying his company had deleted a lot of photo evidence at the main contractor Leighton Asia's request following a confidential commercial agreement. Mr. Poon said his company managed to retrieve some from a cloud storage space, but they were lumped together with other irrelevant photos. More than 20,000 such photos were saved on a thumb drive and handed to the police. Chairman Justice Michael Hartman said Mr. Poon was trained as an engineer to deal with things like that in a clear and thorough way, but you don't seem to have done that in respect of the evidence. You threw them in with everything else and now you have difficulty finding half the stuff, Justice Hartman said. It's an indication you weren't taking it that serious at the time. Mr. Poon explained that his estimate at the time was that the bar cutting had not been so serious as to undermine structural safety. Seven subcontractors involved in the M-Plus Museum project at the West Kowloon Arts Hub have accused the operator of failing to pay them directly as claimed and say they're owed some $70 million in contract fees. The West Kowloon Cultural District Authority has said it had paid $1.7 billion directly to key subcontractors after the main contractor, Sinchong Construction, had serious financial problems. The firm's contract was terminated in August. Some subcontractors said they held meetings with the authority recently, but they were only offered reduced contract fees and they would have to give up their rights to pursue litigation. Civic Party legislator Tanya Chan, who's assisting the subcontractors, says she's shocked by the approach of the WKCDA. Their offer is definitely unfair because uh, we are talking about probably like 10 to 20% of the sum owed by either Sun Chung or uh, the authority, but then uh, and the authority offer such a payment for a full and final settlement. This is definitely unfair to these subcontractors, especially what uh, the subcontractors understand is uh, only the big uh, subcontractors can receive direct payment from the authority, not the small ones. Hong Kong workers received an average pay rise of 3.2% this year. That's according to the Institute of Human Resource Management, which surveyed 76 companies with nearly 150,000 staff. The level of increase is slightly lower than the 3.3% recorded last year, and the lowest since 2011. When asked if workers' pay was on a downward trend, the vice president of the institute, Lawrence Hung, said the latest figure simply suggests that salary levels remain in a stable range. He added that while most employers remain cautiously optimistic about the outlook for next year, their decisions on pay adjustments will hinge on a number of external factors. I'm sure that the midterm elections, the trade war between US and China and also the interest rate and also the property market will certainly cast some doubts or maybe, you know, they really have to think through in order to make realistic or more cautious decisions on the pay adjustment. The MTR Corporation says services were disrupted this morning on the East Rail Line after a dog entered the track near Kowloon Tong Station. Trains had to run at slower speeds between Kowloon Tong and Mongkok East Stations. Separately on the high-speed rail line, the MTRC says the first train from West Kowloon to Sunjun was delayed for 26 minutes due to dispatching issues on the mainland. Yesterday, a glitch meant staff had to issue tickets manually when self-service ticket machines broke down. The president of a pro-government group has denied the chief executive's plan for a massive artificial island off Lantau to house a million people is a gift for property developers. This is despite the group saying yesterday that Carrie Lam's plan could raise half a trillion dollars if just 20% of the new land was sold off. Thomas Lee from the Hong Kong Professionals and Senior Executives Association says the government hasn't had much success over the past 10 years in taking back private land for public projects. 
don't think the government is making a gift to land developers because with a lot of land in its infantry, then the government can decide what to build and when to sell. Because if we look at the land record in the past one and a half years, we have less land for public auction. So with a better Hong Kong in our expectation as well as generating sufficient land for future development of Hong Kong, a new town would be, I think, most welcome by everyone in Hong Kong. Geriatric physician Tony Koh has been appointed as the Hospital Authority's Chief Executive starting from August. Dr Koh is currently the Director of Cluster Services and takes over from Dr Leung Pak Yin, who's expected to finish in July. The authority says Dr Koh is expected to serve a three-year term. Its chairman, John Leung, and the Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, welcomed his appointment. Politicians and dignitaries have paid tribute to former Sun Hung Gai Properties Chairman Walter Kwok at St John's Cathedral. Premier Li Keqiang, Vice Premier Han Zheng and Wang Yang, the chairman of the mainland's top advisory body, sent wreaths. The church was decorated with white flowers and a picture of the property magnate was placed in the centre. His younger brother Raymond Kwok was at the funeral. His other younger brother Thomas Kwok is serving a five-year jail sentence. Walter Kwok died late last month in hospital after suffering a stroke at home in August. He was 68. Turning overseas, Human Rights Watch says sexual violence against women in North Korea is so common it's become part of everyday life. Defectors interviewed by the campaigning group spoke of unwanted sexual contact and violence by men in positions of power, which went unpunished. The executive director of Human Rights Watch, Ken Roth, said sexual violence was being perceived as accepted behaviour. It was so bad that uh, many of the women didn't even describe it as rape, probably because they associated rape with physical violence, even though this was completely coercive. They had no choice, but they just submitted to it and felt that, you know, somehow this was just one of the costs of doing business. You know, a police officer could have been demanding a bribe instead of money. He took sexual favors and there was nothing these women could do about it. Doctors in Switzerland have developed a new technique that's allowed paralysed people to walk again after some of their damaged nerve tissue began to repair. The team said they placed an electrical implant in the spines of three paralysed men that enabled their brains to send signals to their legs. The patients were able to walk about a kilometre with the implant switched on and, in one case, a few paces with the implant switched off. David M. Z is one of the men who took part. One of the key moments, I would say, was... Uh when I started walking hands-free on the treadmill. A lot of bodyweight support, but uh, really letting the bars go and do one, two, three steps without using my hand was uh, really crazy because I just couldn't do it before. To business news, a private survey has shown that the mainland's manufacturing sector barely grew last month, reinforcing expectations that the country's economy is heading for a deeper slowdown. The Kaishin Market Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index edged up from 50 in September to 50.1 in October, just above the 50 mark that divides expansion from contraction. The reading is in line with with official data released yesterday that showed the sector had expanded at the weakest pace for over two years. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,448. That's up 466 points on the previous close. Market turnover was $70.1 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.15 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 6 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Jung. 
It was a special night in the NBA for Derrick Rose, who turned back the clock by scoring a career-high 50 points as Minnesota beat Utah 128-125. Rose was in tears after the game as he walked off the court while the crowd chanted MVP. The 30-year-old point guard has been derailed by injury since he became the youngest player to win MVP back in 2011. This was the first time he scored more than 40 points since that MVP season. To football now, there was no dream return to Stamford Bridge for Chelsea's record goal scorer in his new role as a manager. Frank Lampard's Derby County were knocked out of the English League Cup by his former club. Chelsea are joined in the quarterfinals by Arsenal, Tottenham, and Middlesbrough. The BBC's Betty Glover wraps up the action. We have to start at Stamford Bridge in that five-goal thriller that ended Chelsea three, Derby two. It was own goals galore by Derby's Fikayo Tomori and Mason Mount put Chelsea ahead early on. Derby did pull it back though to make it two all through Jack Marriott and Martin Waghorn, but it wasn't meant to be for Frank Lampard as Cesc Fabregas sealed the deal just before half time. Now two games in three days for Tottenham, and this time it was a win for Pochettino. They beat West Ham three one. Sun Heung-min with two opening goals. Arsenal will join Chelsea and Spurs in the last eight after a 2-1 win over Blackpool, as will Middlesbrough, who deserved a 1-0 win over Crystal Palace, thanks to midfielder Lewis Wing. The reward for Arsenal and Tottenham is a North London derby in the quarterfinals. They'll now face each other twice at the Emirates in December, with a Premier League meeting scheduled for the start of the month. There are two other All Premier League ties: Chelsea host Bournemouth. While Leicester or Southampton play the winner of Manchester City versus Fulham, third-tier Burton Albion travel to Middlesbrough. In Spain, Real Madrid began life without Julian Lopetegui with a comfortable 4-0 win over a third-division side in the Spanish Cup. The BBC's Joe Parsons has more on the key results from the rest of Europe. There was a winning start for Real Madrid's interim coach Santiago Solari. 48 hours after replacing Julian Lopetegui, he guided his side to a 4-0 win at Third Division Melilla in the first leg of their fourth round tie in the Copa del Rey. In Germany, Borussia Dortmund needed a penalty from Marco Reus in the 120th minute to beat Union Berlin in the second round of the German Cup. Elsewhere, Schalke also edged into the third round, beating Cologne 6-5 on penalties after the sides finished level at one all. And finally, in tennis, Rafael Nadal has pulled out of the Paris Masters with an abdominal muscle strain. That means Novak Djokovic will take over as world number one when the new ATP rankings are announced on Monday. And as you look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The observatory issues strong wind signal number three, but says the number eight signal is unlikely. The secretary for the environment says he hopes the waste disposal charging scheme will change attitudes towards rubbish. And the chairman of the inquiry into the MTR construction scandal raises doubts about a subcontractor's credibility. The news from RTHK.
everyone's a critic, watch them criticize your character. Everybody watching you, people love to stare at you. Everybody's greedy, ain't nobody trying to share with you. Our leaders are embarrassing, I think they need some parenting. Tell me why they playing with the fire and the kerosene. Kids on the Percocet, tripping on the medicine. Call it like I see it, we some drugged up Americans. Everybody's following, ain't nobody leading. People loving guns more than kids is a season. And they say the reason is to protect the freedom, but we don't believe them. Cause all that we are Just 